the way I write now is completely different than how I used to write. Um, even just my last album, like in the last year, I don't write the same way. Uh, I don't find inspiration the same way. Like I just do things a little, little bit different. So I had no bars ready for yeah. Sway and I wasn't going to just come off the top. So I started writing about 10 days ago, but I was in rehearsals then and we were rehearsing, you know, nine hours a day. By the end of it, your voice is super tired, this and that. And I was going home and you were rehearsing for the tour for the tour. Okay. Yeah. You weren't I'm spending all- nine hour days getting ready for sway. No, no. I had like nine hour days of rehearsing for yeah. tour that I'm on right now. And, um, before and after I was just getting ready for sway writing and trying to find inspiration, what I wanted to talk about, how I wanted to attack that doing that. Um, so your life was quite literally music. I mean, yeah, my wife was like, you're in another world right now. Like you're in another, she could sense really quickly that I was like, I'm on some like do or die rap stuff right now to get that done first way. But I also had so much going on because I'm, I'm on a world tour right now mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, we just started and, uh, all these new things are happening. Like I've got, you know, everything stemmed out. I've got a full band. I'm singing songs, whole songs in falsetto. Like I'm, I have to do vocal warmups now that I never did before. I'm like every single show that we're doing right now feels like it's so, it's beautiful because it feels like it's my first show. Every single show. Hmm. I'm just like, yeah, I'm doing, uh, it's just, much more elevated from what I've done previously to this. But did it feel good to kind of get back into that old way of writing? For writing for Sway? Yeah. I ha- honestly, I do have to say this. As stressed as I was, I had a blast. Yeah. I had a blast writing it. Like, I, wa- I was hyped. Like, I wasn't, like, stressed out, like, oh, like, I was stressed out, like, let's go. Spending weeks and months worrying about, like, what amounts to, like, five to ten minutes. Yeah. It's insane. That exact moment, it's so dependent on how much sleep you got the night before, like, what happened yep. on the car ride over. Yep. And you just, like, pour yourself into that. But it sounds like it went pretty well. Yeah, I think anytime you feel like that, and I think you can agree to this maybe, but it's never that hard. Mm. You just got to do your homework. If you do your homework going into anything that feels like that, you'll never have a hard time. I did my homework. I did my research. I made sure like there were some things that happened today on Sway that I was not thinking were going to happen. And I did my homework enough that nothing could faze me. You know, what I've been trying to to get better at my life is the the thing you have to do is is kind of balance the prep work, you know, doing your homework, getting ready, but also being able to kind of embrace the moment and the adrenaline. That's the hard line to walk. Yeah. Yeah. The adrenaline goes like crazy and you got to kind of almost calm yourself down. I find if I can just stay calm in like situations Mm. like that, you know, and it's not that crazy. I'm having a conversation with people that are really cool. Everybody wants to see me win. Nobody wants to see me fail. And it's like, it's not as gnarly as your, your mind kind of almost makes it, but um, you do have to, I think, be confident. I mean, they told me after, they're like, this time you came through, Sway, is very different from last time because I can tell you've grown as a person, not only as an artist, but as a person. And they're like, you just have a confidence around you that you didn't have the first time. And rightfully so. It was my first time on Sway and mm-hmm. I was literally shitting my pants. So... Yeah. Not literally. Well, I didn't actually shit my pants. But <laughs> you were figuratively, literally yeah. shitting your pants. I was figuratively, figuratively literally shitting yeah. my pants. Yes. I think, you know, I think what a lot of it comes down to, too, is because, you know, it sounds like over the last several years, especially, you've had a lot of, you know, surreal moments. I don't know how you envisioned your career going or like what, you know, being successful looked like to you, but um, we all have these ideas of like how our career paths are going to go. But that's a particularly surreal moment. So you're, 
you're kind of living in the surreality of it while you're doing it. You're like the first time it happens, it's hard to take anything in except for like, I, this is a guy that I've been listening to and watching for a really long since time. Since I've been a I'm little here. boy, man, yeah. like since I've been like 14, 13. It's different the next time when it's like, all right, well, I've already been through the process of being freaked out and, and weirded out by the whole thing. Yeah, now yeah. I can try to be me. Yeah, I wasn't scared or anything like that. I just wanted to like make sure. The thing is, man, you just wanted to like, I told him right before I went on, right before I went on, I was like, I've done my research. I've done my homework. Mm. I've got, I can deal with anything right now. And any mistake that does occur is just human error. You, you, there's no amount of prep you can do for the yeah. way they're switching beats and everything. Like there's no prep for that. You can just be as prepared as you can be. What, is, what does homework look like in this case? How much prep work do you actually have to do for that kind of performance versus again, it sounds like the live show right now is pretty well choreographed. The live show is way more homework in a way. I think with it, with everything, I had to do my homework even to write this last album. Like, uh, before you go into it, you kind of say, what do I want to do? And you, you, you know, I, you know, every, every time I start an album, I just start writing down words, feelings. For instance, with this album, I did an insane amount of homework because I said I wanted every single song on this album to be about a concept that is worldly to some degree. So that's, that's it's a about, lot. That's big. Yeah. But I wanted, I wanted like fearless was yeah. about fear. Uh, like, and you know, it's about like, you know, loss and things like that. You know, healings about, you know, self love. Thousand Highways is about finding true love. You know, back to you is about getting back to the person you are and everyone can relate to these concepts of these songs and whereas in in previous projects i've done i have scattered songs throughout that are just fun records and they aren't really about anything sometimes and um on this uh on this uh one i wanted to really say something this is byron's last podcast by the way yeah he's, yeah he's, so, he may be dying in the corner so right my now. manager is like legit <laughs> yo, just get it out dude. <laughs> yeah. he's like he's like choking on some water right now if anybody's so r.i.p yeah it's interesting the idea of kind of of, of starting a record because you know i get it differs a lot from artist to artist musician to musician obviously creating music is different than you know coming into a place like this doing like a nine to five yeah and part of that is obviously there aren't like these like strict parameters but the the other side of it is that you're kind of i suspect always working to some degree right you know you're yeah. you're obviously going around living your life but um maybe an idea trickles in you know you start collecting things oh it's happening at all times like but it, literally uh, but it sounds uh, like you you started you know really definite process of getting the record started yeah and i mean i finished one long dream uh which was my last album right before mm -hmm. i started working on this one and uh, I'm going to be all the way honest. I'll be 100 with you. I wasn't, I felt like it was disconnected. I felt like, I just felt like it wasn't my, my first album feel like he, my whole career. I've had this like first album, but I needed to put it out and I needed mm -hmm. to do it because if I never did one long dream, I could have never done the Aaron LP. And, uh, I, my biggest thing coming out of one long dream is I was like, this next project needs to be cohesive. I want it to feel like it is only one of one with the sound. Like it's like I wanted to not only find my own sound, but I also wanted to make sure that I wasn't having a body of work that was recorded over a two or three year span. Because when I grow so fast, like I can only record an album in 18 months max because I'm already past like I'm already thinking about what I want to do on the next body of work by the time my album's three quarters of the way done. Like, that's just the way I think. And I grow really quick. So like my stuff never moves backwards. Like I only, I'm talking everything. I'm talking sonics, like the sonic sound of the Aaron LP compared to anything I put out previous is like completely on a next level. Songwriting next level. 
even when I do rap on the Aaron LP, it is next level. And I, I just feel like with me, it's just always been a thing that I, I just want to get better at my craft and I want to try new things. I want to be, you know, I've, I've been less afraid of like just trying new things, even with social media and everything. Just like, ah, I'm just going to hit share, yep. post it. Who cares? What's it going to do? Oh, bomb? Who cares? Like, it's the same thing with like writing music. Sometimes you put such a high expectation on what you're trying to do that actually negatively affects you and it negatively affects the way that you create and it, you make worse music. And I, I found with this project, I was just like, I am just going to like be. Like, whatever I feel, you know, two of the songs on the album I wrote in my room to just an acoustic guitar. You know, lots of these records I didn't even write down. Like, lots of these records were just freestyling. Am I for sure? Am I enough? Like, I remember I did that first take. Because I might just go. And it was all, like, so easy. And then I was like, what's this song about? And then I was like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it was just way easier than me trying to be this prolific writer. I was just, like, you know, just living my music. How much of it is actually being written in the studio? A lot is being written, but I'm just saying some of it wasn't, which is different for me. I usually write everything. Everybody's listening to things on Spotify. Everything yep. is super fragmented. Yep. Why is it important that a set of songs be cohesive in the first place? They don't. There's no rhyme or reason to a great album. They actually don't even have to be. I just know that was a challenge for me because I've never been able to do it up until now. I always think cohesive albums are incredible when they, when you, it's got a feel, it's got an energy. And, you know, I always just wanted to create my own sound and have something that like people could listen to and be like, oh, wow, like, I feel something from this. I always want to make people feel stuff, man. There's so much going on and there's so many people going through it and going through it. And my fans hit me up all the time and say, you know, I was having this, I was having this problem and this, and you know, my mom died or this, and it was your music that helped me get through it. And man, that's all I ever wanted. And yep. like, that's the types of songs I want to write, wanted to write. So I made my album cohesive based off that. I was like, that feeling right there is what I want to write my album about and the love i have for my wife i want to write my album the love i have for my team i want to write that mm. like i want to have this in my album i want to you know the love i have for get, getting back to the roots of what i want to do like that's that's what i wanted to do and yeah I'm, I'm singing all over the album it's not a it's not a rap project it's very we call it kind of guitar and b because everything's guitar you know, it's, it's got splashes of everything. I love music. I love hip hop music. I love Americana music. I love R&B. I love folk music. I love everything. I mean, it sounds like positivity is pretty pervasive throughout. Um, yeah. You're dealing with some, you know, some d darker, more difficult subject matter on there as well, right? For sure. But I'm just like a positive person. Like, I don't yeah. know how to even be like, I don't know how to be negative or anything like that. So when I, when I talk about like problems or anything mm. that's, you know, happening or a dark, thing on uh, on the album is because that's my way of dealing with it is it's therapeutic to me to write about it in a song and like healing isn't about me it's not my story to yep. tell but healing is it's about you know letters i've gotten from fans messages i've gotten from fans saying how dark their time got and how my music helped them and lots of the time these people are doing incredible now they'll fill me in and say all the great things that they're doing and it made me want to write a song about how we can heal no matter how dark it gets no matter how deep it gets and like you know some of the other songs that you can definitely feel my pain on and 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 hear you know more emotional you know words coming out of my mouth is because that's all i ever wanted to do man is just not hide anything and mm -hmm. it's kind of crazy because you literally just put your life out there yeah like i can't hide anything i just said on sway something it's it's as important as telling my mother there's a baby on the way and i'm gonna be the best daddy humble but i flex gladly whatever i started talking about that and i didn't even like i people are gonna know i'm gonna have a kid soon and like you know 
even if, you know, my wife's pregnant and she's like just barely, she's in her third month kind of thing. So it's even still kind of early, but like, man, even if anything, you know, God forbid nothing yeah. does happen, but even if something did happen, I'd tell people something happened even, you know what I mean? Like that would come out of my music. Cause I don't, I literally put everything out there. People know who the type of person my dad was. People know who my mom is. People, I'm getting more questions about my wife now than ever before, but I can't, I used to hide, you know, things. I used to hide that I was married or, or that I had a girlfriend when she was my girlfriend. And I just put everything out there. It just feels good. feels like I just can just be myself 100%. No lies, no nothing. You know, nothing to hide. There's got to be like a certain expectation to people in your life that like when they enter your life that there's a chance that that's going to turn into a song at some point. For sure. I mean, if anything happens to me, it ends up in a song. And like, yep. yeah, it's it's crazy, man. It's a crazy. It's exhilarating. It's one thing to be sort of honest and transparent about yourself on record. You know, that is like, you know, fully yours to share. But yeah. when it comes to other people, you know, you do have to be mindful of how much they want out into the world. Are these conversations that you would have with a, a family member or your For friend sure. at the time? You know what? It's funny that you say that because I've never written music this personal before. Yeah ever so my music has always been definitely more and i don't mean it's been surface level because i've done a lot of deep songs but mm -hmm. it's been more surface level than what i'm doing here you can be deep without mentioning specifics exactly so i would get deep and then not but like songs like voicemail where i'm mentioning things that my sister said or did mm -hmm. or things that my mom went through that she maybe doesn't want somebody to know or whatever i send them the song man before i even get it mastered i send them and i ask them and I say, is this okay? Because if not, I'll change something. Has it ever not been okay? It's always been okay. My yeah. mom gave me the coolest response ever uh, when I sent her voicemail. I was like, I just want to know if you're okay with everything I said in this because I talk about you and my dad and I talk about them fighting and wine glasses breaking and things like that. My mom just said to me, she just said, look, honey, I'm only human. And she's like, I don't mind if anybody knows that I've, that I'm not perfect and haven't mm. had a perfect life because she's like she's like i think that's the great thing about living my mom's so wise like she's so smart it's insane and she just like totally supported me my sisters were like we love this they're like this is the best song you've ever done you know and like just like other th things like as soon as i did thousand highways i i played it for my wife and made sure she liked it i made sure that my wife liked voicemail as well because i said a lot of things you know about her nothing obviously too you know nothing she could really get mad at she'd only be happy about the things i said mm. but still you know if it's a song that's dedicated to them, I like the, I like for them to pass it. I, mean, I talk to a lot of artists who, who feel like they need some sort of distance from the subject matter in order to really kind of to attack it. It's hard to contextualize things when you when you're right in the middle, but you don't seem to you don't seem to necessarily have that issue. No, nah, man. I honestly, and you know, the day it bites me in the ass, I mean, yep. maybe I'll maybe I'll like take a second to think, but I'm just gonna put myself out there, man. It's working for me right now, and I I continue. I want to just continue to do that because it's so nice. It's nice knowing that. I'm in such a comfortable place, man. Like, it's just nice to be comfortable with my music. I know that my next album yeah. is going to be insane because this type of music for me is like, it's more, it's so exciting for me to write. And I have a wealth of inspiration that lies throughout my entire life that I can draw from at any time and write a song about uh, with this style of music. And you know, I've done songs in the past that are about less than this and they're harder to like, draw inspiration from so i'm just i'm just really happy about being honest and proud of being honest so you said it's gonna be insane how do you mean you just mean like the, just the incredible subject matters there i think just musically i'm developing yeah. like i mean i've got live strings on my new album and mm -hmm. i've got live horns and all live guitar and live bass and all that kind of stuff but on my next album i even want to go even more like that 
I want to even be even more alive and I just want to grow as an artist and I'm going to do music my whole life. Music's going to be a part of my life no matter what, where I go or what I do and I want to just keep evolving and it's kind of nice it's like you almost like lose pressure of like trying to blow up or like trying to be the biggest artist in the world i don't care about that you felt like you were chasing that earlier on when i was younger and like even like yeah you kind of always chase it you know i mean every artist does we all want to be the biggest nobody wants to be the 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 second biggest artist in the world or the 15th biggest artist in the world we all want to be the best it's more a matter of being mindful and being kind of happy with where you're at right now and enjoying the journey, yeah. not even just enjoying the journey, living for the journey. Mm. Because I'm telling you, like, I'm in a bandwagon bus right now on tour and I'm going to get to a bus. And we're going to talk about the bandwagon and it's going to, the, the times we had in the bandwagon and it's going to be hilarious. We're stuffed in there right now. Yeah. Like stuffed. It's like all, I got nine guys in there. I got a full band and it's like, it's just rammed in there, but I know I'm going to get to a bus soon. Yeah. And then I know from there, we're going to get to two buses. And then from there, I'm going to get to, you know what I mean? And you're it's, always, we talk about the van all the time. Yeah. We used to roll in the van. It was so dope. It was just like, you see every mile of road and mm-hmm. you know, now we just wake up in the city and then you, you go rep it and. It's obviously better, but yeah, I just, I, I live for the journey. It's funny though, like when you talk to people about being in the moment, it's usually like, yeah, this is like as big as it gets. Like that's, you know, that's totally okay. I'm happy. Everything is good right now. But for you, it's, you're just like, no, things are just. No, no, I don't think like that. I want to, yeah. I want to be like, with what I'm saying, with that being said, I want to be like literally one of the biggest artists in the mm. world. That's how I feel and that's what I want to do. But I know how I get there is by enjoying myself. Yeah. And I get there by just being myself because. Man, everybody's like, this is all written. I believe that a lot of things are written before you even, from the day you're born. It's like, yo, there's things that add up that have nothing to do with you. There's things that add up. And I believe that, you know, yeah, I just think that I'm going to get where I want to go because this is what I'm, this is what I'm meant to do. This is my, as cheesy as it sounds, this is my destiny. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, again, the, the industry has changed a lot and what it means to be a, a star has changed like substantially in the last t- 10 years or so. You feel though that you can kind of, you can hit that height without being hyper focused on what it means to be commercial, what it means to be a success and sort of chasing trends, stuff on the radio, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for sure. There's a definite, definite different, um, when I, and also when I say I want to be the biggest artist in the world or whatever, that's the biggest artist in the world to me. Like, uh, yo, nobody knows. A lot of people don't know who even Chris Stapleton is. And sure. He does stadiums everywhere. I've got an idea of what success is to me and I've got an idea of what happiness is to me. And it's, it's far deeper than, you know, having the most views or whatever. Mm. And I want to be, I want to be the best version of myself and I want to just, yeah, I want to just continue to write great songs. And I don't know, man, I, I just finding happiness is a journey. And I feel like I've been my, my really early twenties and stuff. I was really angry and I was really kind of mad. And, uh, I just feel like my life now is just, I'm mm. just always happy and I just feel happiness and I'm, I'm motivated. I'm more motivated than I am. I'm making smarter decisions and I don't care to, I'm getting bigger because I don't care to blow up anymore. I just care about finding success and getting to that highest level. In this sort of th- this vision and th- this game plan you have, how closely are the ideas of happiness and and success tied together. I mean, they are one and the same to me. Yeah. I, I think being happy is being successful. Like I'm the most successful I've ever been in my life mm-hmm. because I'm the happiest I've ever been. But 
in turn with that, I am actually the most successful as well. And I'm doing more streams. More people are coming out to my shows. Happiness and success, they just go hand in hand. If the next album isn't, you know, isn't two larger buses, and if it's not a stadium tour on the next record, you feel like you're at a place where you can continue to be happy with the process of making music. Yes, because I know I'm moving there. I know I'm moving towards that always. I've never, ever in my career thought, oh, okay, by the time I get to theaters, I'm just going to like do theaters and then chill. Like Mm. it's just not in my blood. Like I'm just going to just keep going like and keep trying to take it to a next level. And the main thing is though, you do have to be happy. Like you have to find happiness and what makes you happy and try and stay positive because, you know, things happen in life. You know, things, things catch you and they can throw you off and... My, my job is just to make the best music I can make. and You keep alluding to this, this change in personality that, that you've had, this change in, I guess, outlook on life that, that's happened, and it sounds like it's tied pretty closely to the, the music that you're making. Are you, are you able to pinpoint what happened in your life? Are you able to sort of isolate what happened that had really changed your approach to, it sounds like, basically every aspect of your life? Yeah, just being more honest. Simple as that. Just being more honest. But I, was I, there a moment or... Not really a moment. I mean, I... I I think I just, I was just growing, man. Like, yeah. I think uh, in the process of my last album, I was, I recorded most of those songs while I was on a major label. And while mm. I was in a major label, it was a great time. Like, it was awesome. I had a great time. We all moved out to LA. I started working on music. I had lots of people around me mm-hmm. telling me this, telling me that. And I was having fun with that. And it actually, I met, I would have never met Trevor Muzzy if I was never signed to, to Capitol. You know what I mean? So it was a great, great time. But I think now it's just like, I don't think there was an exact time that I was like, oh, yeah. I want to be more honest with my music. I think it's just a natural progression. What label is the, the new record on? Black Box. And and what happened there that you went away from the, the capital? They just um, – I mean I had a single at Canada that was yeah. doing really, really well and I wanted to bring it to America. And, you know, they got a lot of big artists on their, on their roster and um, it just wasn't the right time for yeah. me over there. And um, we actually left with – no hard feelings. Mm-hmm. They didn't have hard feelings. I talked to the chairman and he called me and was like, look, uh, let's just keep it 100 here because you never know where people end up. I could want to sign you again next yeah. year. And he's like, I really, I actually believe in you a lot. And he's like, you know, and then, uh, we, we left and it was, you know, I got no hard feelings towards capital. Sure. I, I mean, it's a, it's a small industry. I mean, yeah, you, you, it happens like every, all the time. Well, but also every industry is so small in that God, you don't want to burn bridges, man. Those people. Yeah. They're going to be, they're going to be back in your life at some point. For sure. For sure. I mean, it sounds like it was kind of a, you know, mutual for them in terms of like what they were looking for, but also you felt that you wouldn't be able to achieve what you're, what you've done on this last record within the context of Capital. No, not at all. Because I met so many people through Capital. Like I just met, you know, producers and different writers and just, cool people i met a lot of people and i that that journey for me was like it was actually a really epic exciting time because we were just so i was so green like still you know i was so green and i didn't really know exactly what i wanted to do i just i got signed off of a song called preach that was like super double time like hard rap was still finding myself i guess what i mean is is that this album couldn't have been this album on capital um with a major with with all those people all those sort of cooks uh no well I, I wouldn't even say that. I'm just a different artist now. If yeah. I was on a major label right now, I'd be like, let me go make the album. You guys trust me, right? I would just say that. I gotta go make my album. Yeah. And I go do it with this small group of people. I don't let, they can go listen to the album before I'm putting it out. I don't know if micromanage is the right word, but like you, you want control over every aspect of the process. Now I do. I've just got a great team of people that I, that I trust and I don't have to, I don't have to 
be afraid of you know something not not working i know my team can can handle stuff and yeah and but that extends beyond the record i mean it sounds like that includes the live show uh, videos are a pretty big part of what you do too for sure and uh i think i'm super proud of the new album because we don't even have a lot of videos off them yet mm. and uh I haven't even shot any more videos for it because I want people to listen to the music. Yeah. I want them to just listen. I want them to feel what I'm saying. I want them – and you can't judge an album. album's been out for 20 days. Mm. You can't even you can't even judge you know, a piece of music. This to me is going to be a timeless piece of work and it's my first project in my entire catalog that people are going to call a classic. And like it's been out for 20 days so it's kind of like I want to let people listen to the music mm-hmm. and then we're going to start just doing crazy visuals and yeah. all that kind of stuff. You want it to speak for itself right Yeah, it's strategic. Yeah. I wanted like people to listen to the music. What's your relationship with the songs like at this point? I'm always fascinated by this process of, you know, the time it takes to write it, the time it takes to record it, and then obviously it sort of just like sits in the can for a little while, mm-hmm. wait for it to come out. You have to do a tour, you have to sort of reinvest yourself in the songs, but as you said when you get to, you know, about 3 quarters of the way through the record you're already thinking on the the, the next thing. So, I mean, is it, is it tough to get your ba- yourself back in that mind space? Not really, because I just love creating. So I've, you know, me and Trevor will get in the studio. I don't even think like, okay, this is the first song on the album. Let's make a banger. So like... Oh, I, I guess I mean from the standpoint of like, you've sort of mentally in a way kind of moved on to something else. Mm-hmm. You have to go back in time, right? You have to go back and revisit all of the, the old songs. And, you, you know, you have to, to sort of go back and perform them live. So you have to, you know, you do have to like back the clock up a little bit. Yeah, it's fun doing the old songs in the set. Yeah. Um, I, I love doing like, can I get a witness and no warm up mm-hmm. and some of those older songs. They aren't even really that old. They're kind of like 2016 kind of thing. So I like doing those old songs. They're actually like super fun. And in a lot of ways, they're like sometimes, you know, in my top five favorite moments of the, the night. But yeah, it's really exciting doing like the new new music and it's it's not like really hard to put myself back into Mm -hmm. that frame because actually the way that we do it live is with all the instruments we really bring it to the new album vibe so like even on like the pre of like can i get a witness um no i ain't too flawless and no it's all like soul Mm. keys and like it feels like my new album and like even on like no warm-up and like some of these other records we we really did a lot of work to make sure that they sounded and felt like my new album you moved away from rapping on this record specifically again like it sounds like you enjoyed the experience of going on the show this morning and you know and and doing some bars um do you feel like at least for the foreseeable future that that the the rapping aspect of the music making process is going to kind of fade into the background a little bit no not necessarily it's just like i just want to go where my enthusiasm takes me and where i feels the right place for me right now i'm really enjoying singing but i mean if you listen to the new album i haven't like completely left rap or anything like that it's literally just like uh evolution of me yeah it's just like i've got to evolve i've got to go to the next place for me and that's this is where i'm at and i really like where i'm at like i like this it's super exciting to me i think the writing is just better than anything i've ever done before i'm so i'm so like into like the words and like the craftsmanship Mm. of the words on this album i just think the songs are really well written and i had some help from some great um uh, you know i had two other writers on the project my uh my homie rich a wrote on it he's one of my best friends and uh my homie rook wrote on another song but like i love writing i love the craft of writing i love writing even for other people i just love that that i'm really falling in love with that more than 
more than ever right now. The singing versus versus rapping is a, it's it's a little more sparse. You have a little less opportunity, I think, to be to to, to be literal. You know, yeah, uh, just like yeah. specifically, there are fewer words that you're using fewer in order words. to convey these convey these ideas. Exactly, rapping has to be literal. Like yeah. you even listen like to spots where I rap on the album, like voicemail. I'm storytelling yeah. a literal story. Like it's like very like you can't miss the point there. It's not really open for interpretation. Whereas in healing, that could be about anything. You could even listen to a Thousand Highways. Somebody said they heard Thousand Highways and they started crying because they, it reminded them of home. And it's like, wow, that's pretty cool. Mm. Like, awesome. I, I want people to do whatever they want to do yeah. with my music. I don't even want to explain it. It's interesting to feel like you're in a place where you're being more direct with what you're saying and talking about yourself, but almost taking a less direct approach to do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's, I don't know, that's part of the, the power of doing a great project, man. For sure. There you go. That was Aaron's son, Real Hoffman. A thanks to him for taking the time to do that. His latest record is the Aaron LP that's out now. You can check him out over at sunreal.com or follow him on Tumblr. That's at the real sunreal. Thanks to him. Thanks to you guys, as always, for listening to the show. If you like the show, there are a number of ways to support us. Please rate and review us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, anywhere where finer podcasts are podcasted. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Tumblr. Tumblr, that's rlcast.tumblr.com. If you have any feedback, it's rlcast at gmail.com. And that's all we got for now. So stick around because we're going to be back in a few days with another episode of RIYL. 